You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Sergeant First Class Jay Martin was medically retired from the Army after a bike accident left him paralyzed. As an adaptive athlete, he has picked up air rifle as a sport and competes in Move United's Adaptive Shooting League. His goal is to make the National Parachuting Team and is also a volunteer and coach for other military veterans and individuals with disabilities getting into the sport. Let's chat with him. So, Jay, I thought we'd start by just talking a little bit about how sports have been a part of your life, um, sports and recreation, and maybe starting with even when you were younger. Um, ha, that's, that's kind of funny because they really weren't um, too, too much of a part of my life um, when I was younger. I I never did, you know, Little League or that stuff. I was never interested in in, in sports too much as a kid. Um I didn't come to that kind of thing until later, actually in my, you know, really into my forties. Um, most of my time is, is a, you know, in school and, and all the extracurricular extracurricular things I did in school were around music. I was a, a band geek and <laughs> ended up doing, doing that whole scene and, and going to college for, for music and, and working as a musician for my professional career. Um, and then, you know, later on, got into um, some sporting things, yoga, mountain biking and, and BMX racing, things like that uh, before I got hurt. And uh, so, yeah, sport wasn't a big part of my life until later. <laughs> yeah, well, that's funny because I I, uh, I wore both hats, which is not very often. You don't find that very often either. I was vo- involved with sports, but, but also very involved in the arts, more so on the the choral side. So I was a singer. Yeah. Uh, and All right. so I, I totally get the, the value of music and how important music is and, uh, and still believe music is, a, is an important part of uh, anyone's life. So, uh, uh, so I think I, I appreciate that very much. And, and so, um, where did the kind of, where did the like, military fit into your conversation? Um, well, it, it actually, when I was, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I had kind of entertained the military band idea, um, through grad school and, and, uh, but, but as I was doing that, I was like, I don't know, I, I was aiming towards academia, um, at through grad school. And then my plan was to, to get a, uh, a small college job and, you know, and teach, uh, at, at a small college somewhere, and, you know, just have a nice, quiet little existence like that. Um, but, uh, as I was getting older, um, and actually it had, one of those kind of jobs for a sabbatical replacement for, for about a year. And, and I was like, you know, I'm about to age out of this military option. You know, you, you get to a certain age, they don't want you anymore. Right. Um, so I figured that year um, after my sabbatical replacement job ended, I had one more year before I aged out. And I was like, okay, well let's, let's do it. Uh, so I decided that that year I was going to take up in you know, all the auditions I could find and see what happened as far as the military. Um, and so I ended up, winning one of the jobs uh with one of the army bands in dc and um i took the job and i figured you know this this will be great i'll have you know at least three years of gainful employment as a musician and we'll take it from there 
uh, and, and I ended up sticking around. It was, it was, uh, it was a good experience. Yeah. I, you know, like I mentioned, I was interested in, in, uh, coral activities and gosh, if I would have known that there was even an option for that when I was, when I was 17, when I, so when I, I enlisted in the army national guard and, and music or, or choral singing was not even an option for me. I didn't even know that that existed. So right, lucky, yeah. lucky you, you had the opportunity to, to, uh, to join your, you know, to join those two activities together. I would have loved to have known that that was an even option. <laughs> it was neat. It was, it was neat. It was a very different part of the army um, and, and a different part of the arts. You know, it was, it's a very mm-hmm. unique little niche there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was all right. Well, and and for our military, it's, it performs such an um, important and valuable role. I mean, it's a great way to connect, uh, uh, you know, the military and, and obviously the army specifically uh, with the public. You know, I mean, the, the the amount of concerts that are hosted. I live in the D.C. area in, in Frederick, Maryland, so I get to uh, enjoy uh, a number of you know community concerts put on by a number of the service branch. Uh, bands and and other musical groups. So I just think it's an important value and an, an important uh, role that that does exist within the military. Yeah, it, it is neat. And that for us, that was um, really that 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 was our job was to co- kind of bridge to connect um, to the community at large uh, for for the army in particular, but for all the military really. You know. Um, it, with our unit, a lot of ceremonial duties. Um, mm-hmm. That was our primary thing. And then, um, you know, we'd support community relations and and sometimes go out uh, supporting recruiting commands. Um, and it was neat to be in that kind of that position of like, hey, guess what? You know, um, the military, all the, the service branches are giant machines and they need people in it, it, darn near every role you can imagine to make these big machines work. Um, and, and we'd go and, and perform at a high school or a community event or something. We talked to people and, and, you know, they'd say, wow, it's neat that, you know, that this is a way that you could serve and, and do this in the army. I would have never thought of it. And then it was an opportunity for us to, to say, well, yeah, you know, there's, there's doctors, there's, actuaries there you know all kinds of different kinds of engineers um you know the militaries need everybody uh with all kinds of variety of talents um so it was it was kind of a nice way for a bridge in i guess to expose people to you know something more than just a line soldier which um, is is what we often just think of first yeah, and I and I have said to to many folks have, that are either considering the military or or wanting to know more about the military is exactly that that if you think of a civilian trade or occupation that there there is a military almost essentially a military equivalent, um, and so and I know that now like I said I didn't know that then or I would have at least probably auditioned or tried out for yeah. uh, some some choral group, and so how long how long were you part of this this unit and. Uh, were, was that your only duty station or did you have other, uh, places that, that, that you were able to go? No, um, uh, with, with the army, um, they have their, there's a handful of bands they call like special bands, um, and they're permanent duty assignments. Uh, so I was part of the, the old guard fife and drum where I, I played trumpet and bugle and, 
we were stationed at um, Fort Myer in D, you know, in Arlington or just across mm-hmm. the river from DC. Um, so it was unique. I was there for my whole tour, um, which ended up only being about, I don't know, almost 18 years because I ended up getting hurt. Um, but my whole time was spent at one station, which is another really unique part of, of being in the army when that happens. Um, but we did travel a lot, you know, they sent us around the country to do uh, a variety of missions and, uh, community service things. And so when you, when you signed up, uh, with that one year left on uh, age eligibility, did you anticipate spending that long in the, in the military? Um, uh, one level, I hoped that I would be in there for, you know, a full career, 20 plus. Um, the other side of me was like, man, you know, you're going to the army at 34, uh, you know, see what happens. <laughs> um, it, it was like, well, you know, um, this is something I'd been curious about, something I'd wanted to do and it was now or never. Um, so when they offered me a spot, I, I jumped at it and really with the, the thing of, okay, well, this will be a, you know, a cool life experience. Um, and if it's not for me, then okay, well, I've had, you know, I've had this experience. Um, again, I've been gainfully employed for X number of years and, uh, we'll go, go on for there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned that, you know, about, you mentioned your injury a, a, a couple of times, um, you know, take us through, you know, kind of the, your injury a little bit and, and how, how you got into, you know, like you said, later in life, some adaptive sports and other activities. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm kind of a newbie. Uh, I'm, I was paralyzed. I'm a, a T3 para complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I was injured on, uh, January 6, 2018. So not that long ago, about five and a half years now. Um, and it was a bicycling crash, uh, basically. And I was training and something went wrong and I crashed and landed just the, the right way to mess up, uh, mess up my back. So that's kind of how that was not nothing, uh, spectacular, like, you know, a big car accident or anything like that it was just the crash or landed on my head and that compressed and uh, mm-hmm. fractured a couple of vertebrae. And, uh, and here I am. Um, and so were you out on like the open road or were you like, um, doing some mountain I, biking? I was actually, I was actually at a, at a indoor bike park, um, you know, was set up with wood, uh, obstacles and, and, you know, where they have the wood jumps and pump tracks and, uh, that kind of thing. Um, I wasn't jumping. I don't, I wasn't doing that. I was training on some other things and, uh, coming out of a, a pretty steep corner, my rear tire slid out and didn't regain, uh, didn't regain control enough and went off the side and just the way I landed, you know, that was it. Yeah. And so I I imagine or assume that the paralysis was immediate then and yeah, it was really uh, kind of a surreal experience because I stayed conscious the whole time. I mean, I mm-hmm. I remember hitting and bouncing and falling and then laying there going, ouch, you know, this kind of hurts. And uh, one of my buddies yelling, hey, are you all right? And I kind of pause and I, no, <laughs> you know, and uh, then the next question was, should we call 911 as they're running towards me? And I'm like, yeah, you probably ought to. Um, 
and then a couple you know a couple seconds later I, I started to realize that i couldn't move and uh and that was like mm. okay yeah this is not good but and you said you mentioned you were training were, were you training for like a an event or just just to keep in shape or uh well general general off-season race training i mean i raced bmx um i wasn't mm. spectacular or anything but it was it was my uh you know it was my serious hobby and a bunch of us had gone to this place in the winter when you know so you, to ride indoors and uh try some of the the unique things they have to offer there and so it was you know a little off-season training just didn't work <laughs> right right yeah and obviously just, yeah, I mean, it was something that you enjoyed and was, gave you an, Oh yeah, I still do. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, the, 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 the thing is I, I'm still involved at the same racetrack. Um, I still volunteer down there. Um, a couple days a week, I'm down at the track volunteering, running the gate, helping the, the new riders. Um, and it's a blast. I love it. I had, I got a lot from that community at our track and, and those people. And, and I still, go down there and hang out with the same ones. It's, it's a great place. It's a good vibe. A lot of fun. And, and so obviously, um, how long, uh, how long was your like medical rehabilitation and uh, time frame Like, well, let's see from, from, from day of injury to getting out of rehab was probably about three and a half months, maybe four. Cause there were a couple of dead weeks there while they were waiting to, you know, find me a place to go. Um, so yeah, maybe four months, um, you know, from ICU, they transferred me to Walter Reed for a couple of, about a week and a half. And then I was sent down to, uh, the VA in Richmond has a really, really fine spinal cord clinic. Mm. And that's where I did, you know, the real rehab and spent the vast majority of, of that time. Um, and, uh, that, yeah, that, that actually was, it was a very good experience down there great great team of uh doctors and pts ot's um i actually enjoyed it you know i mean <laughs> it was it was, it was like the most fun vacation i've ever had but um i i enjoyed it it was a good process and the people were great yeah at least yeah it was enjoyable for for the circumstances right <laughs> yes yeah 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 and, and and so were you like during that process introduced to I mean, I imagine, you know, like, like the number of folks that I've talked to, obviously there's a lot going on in your head in terms of what you can do, what you can't do. And, and so were, were you introduced to the, the, the opportunities that you were still able to do and, and, uh, uh, with adaptation or adjustments, but, uh, how was that process like? Well, you know, down there, um, I did, you know, as far as what I was able to do before, I mean, for me, the first thing that comes to mind is, is play play a trumpet i mean that was mm -hmm. my livelihood that was my job and where i'd focused mm -hmm. you know um and i had a friend of mine bring down one of my horns and and i would go lock myself into one of the empty rooms and it just wasn't happening um you know i tried for a while part of part of it is just holding the instrument up uh, being mm -hmm. a high para i've got no core so i mean literally if i put my hands both out in front of me just that alone will tip me forward. Um, and then you add the, you know, only three pounds, three and a half pounds of a trumpet. Well, I'm, I'm tipping over. Right. Um, 
and then you add in the fact that uh, uh, the the volume of air I, I can take in and and utilize is much less now. Um, I breathe fine, but the volume that you need and the kind of compression you need to be able to generate with your your um, core muscles just isn't there anymore. Um, so you know I could kind of play, uh, but not not to the level of what I would need to to work again um, or really to be that much fun anymore. Um, and so that, that, you know, okay. You know, that didn't actually hit me too hard at first because it was like, you know, I've been doing this, you know, as a music, I've been working as a musician in some degree for like 30 years. Um, I had a decent run, you know, I had, had had some great experiences. I had a good job. Um, met a lot of great people and, you know, people retire from jobs after 30 years, uh, all the time, no matter what it is. And so it was like, okay, well maybe this is just time, time to move on, try something else. And, uh, so that, that, that was okay. You know, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done with this. Um, and yeah, then, that's, that's a great, a great outlook too, right? I mean, that's a positive outlook, which is, which obviously is important and, and and did you have did you find something to turn turn your attention to? Um, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> shooting. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I, was, I was thinking you know, you'd say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, when when I was in in the rehab, you know, they have different activities for us to do there, and you know, they have different events, and um, you know, frankly, my favorite things in rehab were playing bingo. <laughs> on whatever Wednesday night bingo and then going um and uh, actually wasn't shooting to begin with shooting I thought was boring but once I kind of figured it out uh, I realized that that boring was it wasn't boring it was peaceful uh, at least for me um so yeah first couple of times down there in, in the multi-purpose room trying shooting the air rifles uh yeah first couple of times I was just bored I was like okay well this is neat you know okay plink plink yeah okay whatever um and then you know maybe the next couple of times it's like oh okay this can be really relaxing you know when you start to figure out um for me how it how it worked and the the mental side of it i got a little more intrigued Uh, and then once i transitioned out of there through the uh the army's uh transition unit that i was assigned to where shooting was another activity, the air, air rifle. Um, I was at, I was always at practice for that. Whenever we had it, um, I was complaining there weren't enough practices, and uh, that's where it kind of clicked. Like, hey, you know, I think I want to get good at this. Through that, yeah, you know, through the rehab and the um, the time at the warrior transition unit, uh, I was exposed to, to other things too. You know, we, some of the guys were talking about warrior games, and that was something that I had. I always kind of heard of, but I didn't really know anything about. And then all of a sudden, I'm now in this position to, you know, get involved with it. I'm like, okay, tell me about this thing. And um, so that was another really good experience, uh, getting to really basically sample a bunch of sports in this new, <laughs> new lifestyle, and see how the different sports are adapted. And um, and basically, it was just having a lot of fun with the, with the guys as we were trying to figure these things out. And how, Jay, did you connect to uh, the movie United's, you know, uh, shooting league? Well, I saw um, 
I can't even remember where I saw the 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 announcement about it. You know, that the, or the little blurb that it was going on. Mm-hmm. And I can't I don't know if I saw it on the Movie United site as I was just poking around as I do sometimes um, or if somebody forwarded it to me. But uh, when I saw it, it was great because for adaptive shooters, um, there there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of matches. You know, in summertime, there are all the games that happen around the country, you mm-hmm. know, the different adaptive games. Um, but if if you're if you're not uh, really interested in doing five or six different activities, like a lot of those kind of want you to do. Um, Though just going to, you know, the trek around the country to hit these different events is not really worth it just for shooting. Um, and then, you know, a lot of them have reduced shooting. It's only 20 or 40 shots. You're not even shooting a full match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I haven't really done that circuit. But to have the opportunity of doing an online match um, is great because it gives us a, a just a, a nice, gentle goal every month, you know, Um to have to sit down and say, okay, on this day we're shooting the match and you're going to do what you're going to do. Uh, so it's, it's nice to prepare and have a, a target like that. Um, a couple of the other guys at our range are doing it with me. And um, we, we enjoy having those like I said, those, those target points, those kind of gentle target points to just, okay, well, this is the day we're doing a match this month. So be ready. <laughs> And how do you find the online system? And is it working in terms of, you know, obviously being easily being able to report your scores and. and yeah. Yeah. It, it seems to be all right. Um, I'm really not that good with the, uh, the two systems, you know, the, the one we have for our targets and then the system um, that's used to, you know, the Orion system that's used mm-hmm. to, to upload them. Um and and at this point, any of my issues are going to be user issues. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it all seems to be fine. I've had some difficulties, but uh, we've got a couple of other coaches at the at, the, at our range that are pretty, uh, pretty well versed in that. So I've, I call them and, I'm, you know, help me figure this out again. You know, uh, but that's just me. I'm a Luddite. And and how often do you are you out there, or how often are you shooting in in general? Do you I mean do you is it like a a, a frequent activity for you? Yeah, yeah. I, at this point, I'm I'm my goal is to be shooting five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm usually at four or five. Uh, it's interesting. Our range has a spectacular indoor uh, air rifle range, and we have open practices a couple of days, a couple of nights a week that I always sign up to get some, some range time. Um, I also help out with the adaptive shooting program at our range. Um, our range is part of the Isaac Walton league. Uh, mm-hmm. and we have, it's out here in, in Centerville, Virginia, just outside of DC. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I got interested in, in being a better shooter and getting more serious about this, um, someone had put me in touch with, a coach out here at our range, this guy, Tom Cerula, who's got literally decades of, of helping uh, adaptive shooters in a, in a variety of settings. And he has this little adaptive program there that we're open a couple of days a week for adaptive shooters. So on, you know, for us, it's like Tuesday mornings and Wednesday afternoons. And we'll have people come in from the VA will bring a group 
the DC VA or even the West Virginia VA, um, service members come down from Walter Reed. Uh, sometimes we'll have them come over from Fort Belvoir, uh, you know, whoever in the area. Um, so it's great because because we'll have all you know we'll have them come around. We'll have just community members who need some help uh, getting into shooting. Something from from little kids on up to um, you know seniors that are are maybe not um, disabled. You know they're not paras or or anything like that, but they're just older and they need to adapt the way they shoot because they want to keep shooting. Um, and so we're we're there for them a couple of days a week as well. Uh, so it, that's been a real kick uh, doing the coaching with the with the, the new shooters at uh, at at the range, and you know helping other service members get ready for warrior games, um, you know, and then getting getting my own practice time in as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I know you know I mean technically shooting is a is a uh, you know individual activity or sport. But yeah, the fact yeah. that there's a community that you're able to be a part of, even though it's a, an individual activity, you're still very much part of a community while you're there. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a it's you know Frank, it's a good hang. Um, when I'm there on the regular days, when it's you know the vast majority of the shooters are are you know under eighteen, um, you know because there's a pretty strong high school league around here as well, mm. um, and it's great because the kids they think it's cool that, you know, there's this old guy in a wheelchair doing what they're doing. And, um, and they're always off, you know, if I've got issues with my stuff or if I just need help, you know, I have a question about shooting, whatever. Um, they're always really helpful and their coaches are, are always floating around. Um, so yeah, there is a nice community of people, um, at the range and then on our specific adaptive days, uh myself tom are there to coach we have another um another guy who trains at our our facility is actually on the uh, colombian uh national team mm. and he comes in and and helps uh volunteers a little bit to help with the new shooters and it's fun you know we have a good time and uh the whole point is for uh, the people to come in and learn learn a little something new and have fun shooting uh, that's that's the point you know if you had fun it was a good day <laughs> and i know you mentioned air rifle a few times mm-hmm. have you have you tried pistol as well um air pistol yeah i've i've messed around with it a little bit um not not seriously i got the rifle bug um <laughs> the pistol was a challenge because of my balance situation you know holding my arm out to the mm-hmm. side and shooting um the first few times i tried it there was nobody really around to give me any guidance. Um, so I just kind of naturally gravitated to the rifle because it was a little more, um, it was just easier for me um, with my, with my balance issues and limitations. Um, so, you know, I, I almost regret, you know, I, frequently I'll be at the range with all my stuff, you know, my rifle bag and then my gear bag and then my shooting table and my jacket and all all the junk we have as rifle shooters and I'll look over at the pistol guys and they come in with, you know, a little case about the size of a, a small briefcase and that's it. You know, <laughs> you're just like, Oh, I should have shot pistol. Um, but, uh, you have, you have a little bit more to lug to the, to the range. Huh? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 More toys. 
And you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously the shooting table. I was going to ask you how how you've been how you've adapted um, shooting air rifle specifically to you. So obviously you shoot uh, from your chair using a, a a table where you're able to 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 brace uh, yes. your, your arms around. Any other adaptations that you you've uh, been able to employ? Um, for me. Yeah, I shoot not a, really not a lot of adaptations um, because my shoulders and my arms, hands are all great. Mm-hmm. Um, my shooting, yeah, I shoot when I shoot prone. I shoot in, you know in in my chair seated. It's a seated prone position, and I have a table that mounts to my chair that just you know I I shoot off of that, and it's something that the guys at the VA helped me in the assistive tech and the sports um, people down there helped me make. Um, when I shoot standing, I don't use the table and standing for me is still seated. Uh, it's just, I'm supporting the rifle much like a, a, a excuse me, an, an able body shooter would mm-hmm. um, just with my arms, you know, so I'm a lot, I'm a lot wobblier than they are because I'm dealing with uh, no core, but you know that's that's how we do it um far as the standing goes but yeah as far as adaptations really the the biggest thing for me is having a table made um it depends on what kind of injuries you're dealing with or or limitations as to what the adaptations are um i I mean my my coach tom has made all kinds of things for people um you know people with without even um somebody you can shoot without without fingers um he's made triggers that work off just basically the side of your hand um or or side of a a nub you know that you just Mm -hmm. have to gently um push it from an angle and and it'll it'll work uh that's one of the neat things too with the sport is that there's so there's so many ways to adjust it to make it work for for as far as i've seen so far everybody you know Mm -hmm. we haven't had somebody who come in and that we haven't been able to get them shooting, whether they're blind or, or quad um, or any variety of the other, other things. Yeah. I think that's the awesome thing about adaptive sports is we'll find a way, right? Yeah, <laughs> we'll find yeah, a way to get you out there. <laughs> it is. It does. It's all about, right. It's, it's, it's experimenting. Um, and you see the people that are really into it. I think they like the playing around and experimenting and the problem solving more than the sport sometimes. You know, um, like when my coach gets to, oh, okay, I get to figure this out because he's an engineer. So he'll he'll sit there and, and come up with all these great devices and solutions, and, and he gets this little twinkle, and it's it's cool. And I have to ask, um, you know, what what's the end goal for you? What what are you what are you hoping, you know, to uh, to be able to do or to get out of it, you know, at some point in time? Well, I mean. I, my my it's like it always kind of freaks me out when i have to say it out loud but um my goal is to to make the national para team um we'll see uh i'm i'm doing real well i'm kind of in that that second tier just below them right now um and go out and shoot i've been doing some of the matches out there with with those guys and trying to uh you know hone my skills and and kind of break through to that next that top level you know we'll see what happens um that's you know that's what i'm aiming at 
um, it's a little daunting to to be thinking about you know the kind of commitment um, that that will take uh, and is taking. But you know, I, I'm I'm in a position now where I can put the time in, and and uh, it's a lot of fun. So I'll give it a shot. If nothing else, I'm having fun and I'm learning stuff along the way, and uh, that's you know that's what I'm most interested in. In, in just in retirement right right now it's like just living and having fun and and uh learning stuff well i think you've got the great you've got the right head on the shoulders it's first and foremost about fun but it's also important to have goals so i think i i, I applaud you for that and 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 the last question i have for you is like if someone yeah. hasn't thought about adaptive shooting uh what what would you recommend uh to them if they have if they've not given it a try um, well, I mean, <laughs> I could give it a try. Um, definitely give it, try it. It's, it's, it's not, um, you know, you, you go to the regular gun range, it's loud. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on air rifle. One of the nice things about it, especially for adaptive shooters is that the, the rifles have almost no kick. Um, you know, and they're quiet. It's just a, a crack as it goes off. Um, so depending on, you know, your, your circumstances, um, it can be, it, it's great because it, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't have that kind of uh, chaotic or, or, um, hectic element, I guess. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. The other thing is it's all over the place. Um, it may not be totally out front and, and easy to see, but, the air rifle at the different rehab places, the VAs, um, a lot of, a lot of shooting ranges, like the, like places like an Isaac Walton league or, a, um, here Fairfax rod and gun club is another one in our area. They have some kind of air rifle programs. Um, and often they might be mostly kids, but, uh, those kids groups can be a, a resource too. You know, if you're not somewhere where, where there's a range, talk to one of the rehab hospitals or facilities near you. They can probably help steer you to something. Um, 4-H, 4-H has big prog- mm-hmm. uh, big program with uh, with their kids on, on air rifle. That's another place to talk to, you know, because they can probably point you in the direction of another facility. Um, the VAs, even if you're not a veteran, you know, it might be worth calling the uh, rec therapy department at a VA hospital and ask them uh, what's around in, in, in their area, your area. Uh, they're a resource, you know, maybe you can't use them exactly, but they can, you know, they should be able to help you find something. Great. So I, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Jay. Well, thanks so much. Oh, well, thank you. This has been, it's been fun.